Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Are you being influenced? If you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, then there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash jesse to make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash jesse. You know, your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm not, I'm not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home, but just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint and your carpet. Maybe they're animal smells. Maybe you're a smoker or someone else was. Just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever, ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one, get two, be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com, promo code JESSE. You and I, we only have so much in the tank. All of us, we all only have so much in the tank. I'm gonna talk about that tonight. I'm gonna talk about the system told you another big lie. And finally, censorship by commission for the media? All that's coming up right now on I'm Right. time to talk. Time to have a little chat about your mental health, happiness, contentment, my mental health, happiness, contentment, and some things we're going to have to do a little differently in the next four years than we've done in the previous four years. Here's the thing. I watched Donald Trump's post-impeachment speech last night, and I'll play you a couple clips of it. It's, it's, it's fine. But you know what I saw? I saw a man who's just done with it all. He's out of gas. He's done with it all. And I don't blame him. Being president, uh, being a Democrat president when the media is just a bunch of little puppies for you is exhausting. 
being a Republican president is brutal. Being Donald Trump had to be brutal. So I, I don't blame him for being out of gas. But I'm not talking about him. He's going to be gone and he's fine. I'm talking about you. And, and I'm talking about me. You're going to have to discipline yourself. And I really have to work on myself about this to do something critically, critically important over the next four years and so simple yet so difficult sometimes. You know what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to take this. And you're going to have to set it down. You're going to have to walk away from it for a while. And the reason I tell you that is this. It is important that you don't stop fighting. You don't stop paying attention. You don't stop being involved. You don't stop running for office, supporting people running for office, voting, working on campaigns, working on this cultural issue or that cultural issue, speaking out. These things are important. But you are going to stop at some point in time if you burn yourself out. And it's easy. It's really easy under a Democrat presidency, Democrat House, Democrat Senate, Democrat Senate, and a completely rotted out culture to look around every once in a while. You know, you're, you're spending too much time on here and bad news and bad news and bad news and bad news. And then you're watching TV and it's bad news and bad news and radio and it's bad news and bad news. And it's easy to just eventually just be, I'm done. I'm done with it. I'm walking away. I'm going to take up knitting or something. But you can't do that. And because you can't do that, it is important that you take the time for yourself to walk away for a few. I just took a week off from the show at Christmas time. I love doing the show. I feel like I'm on vacation when I do the show. I took a week off in preparation for the next four years. Just get away for a little while. You do it. You do it. And I won't say it saddened me to watch Donald Trump post impeachment last night to speak like this. Just because it sounds kind of girlish to say that. But I'll be honest, it kind of saddened me. I want to be very clear. I unequivocally condemn the violence that we saw last week. Violence and vandalism have absolutely no place in our country and no place in our movement. He's already said that. He's already said that on video like five, six times. I know the media is lying about that, but he's already said that. He just looks like a guy who's done fighting back. And I, I don't blame him. That's not a rip on him at all. It's been a long four years, but it bummed me out. He went on and said this. Mob violence goes against everything I believe in and everything our movement stands for. No true supporter of mine could ever endorse political violence. No true supporter of mine could ever disrespect law enforcement or our great American flag. No true supporter of mine could ever threaten or harass their fellow Americans. If you do any of these things, you are not supporting our movement. You are attacking it, and you are attacking our country. We cannot tolerate it. Okay. Good. I, I'm, I'm glad he said that. Hopefully, that does something to turn down the temperature up there, out there. But the thing is, I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know that they're going to stop poking and prodding at us. I don't. And that's a problem. That is going to be a problem. And one of the ways they're poking and prodding, and I'm really glad he recognizes this, is the censorship part of it. The social media banning. We, we have insurance companies dropping people out there. People are getting fired for just going to the Capitol. Going to the Capitol is not a crime. There was a big rally schedule. People went to the Capitol just because some people did something else. Uh, there were tons of people. Maybe we interviewed, was it yesterday or day before? We interviewed somebody who didn't even know. They were at the Capitol. They didn't even know anybody went into the Capitol building. They were out just doing normal rally stuff. And I'm worried because the poking and the prodding, when you stop giving people an, uh, an outlet of any kind, like on social media, sometimes they choose unhealthy ones. I'm glad he had something to say about that. These are tense and difficult times. The efforts to censor, cancel, and blacklist our fellow citizens are wrong, and they are dangerous. What is needed now is for us to listen to one another, not to silence one another. All of us can choose by our actions to rise above the rancor and find common ground and shared purpose. 
a very, very different Trump that we've seen for four years. I don't have any problem with it. Like I said, he just seems like a guy who's just friggin' done with it. Just friggin' done with it. But here's the reality of it. And I, look, I don't want to pour cold water over what the man said. I hope people listen to what he said. But it doesn't matter. That's part of the reason we got Trump anyway. It doesn't matter what you do, what I do. There, we've talked about this before, and I'm going to keep saying it again and again and again until the whole world hears. Our leftists here are not different than any other communist ever. They're all the same. It's the same religion. It produces the same kind of people. The same kind of people are attracted to it, and once they get involved in it, they continue down that same path. The communists don't care what you do, whether you're really against them or kind of against them. The communists, like any other religion, because it is a religion of domination, demand, or I shouldn't say like any other religion, like many religions demand, you convert or your life isn't worth living, period. Not, they don't care what you do. You can calm down and not do a single other thing. You'll still hear things like this from that idiot, Andy McCabe, who should be in federal prison. President Trump is a master at coded language and the use of dog whistles, and there is no question that that statement included some of those same references. Simply by leaving out the comments that you've mentioned, he sends a signal to his folks to fight on. Uh, he, he has never come out and formally undercut the central theory of this of this uh, domestic terrorist rebellion, which is that the lie that the that the election was stolen from them, and his failure to do it last night is uh, absolutely unforgivable. I dismiss that statement as a as a self serving attempt at damage control. Of course, coded dog whistles. Didn't you hear him? I was. If you're paying attention, if you if you play it uh, on backwards, on like on like one and a half times speed, that's when you can hear the secret coded language telling people you to go out there and, and start riots. Like I said, it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what Trump does. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what I do. They want you to convert or be destroyed. I'm not going to convert. And now let's talk about yet another big lie. Guess who called that? Me. You see, I told you right after that Capitol storming that the right needs to wake up, that too many people on the right made the same mistake with coronavirus, with the Black Lives Matter Antifa riots, and now with the Capitol riot or invasion, whatever you want to call it. That people on the right, because of this massive media narrative, feel right off the bat like they have to go along with everything, guys. Oh, okay. Uh, 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 yeah, you're right. It, it definitely was parlor. Uh, Parler, the, remember Parler, the alternate site to Twitter? They've wiped them off the map, right? They blamed Parler right away. This whole capital insurrection was organized on pilot, on Parler. And they, uh, they eliminated them off their server, Amazon did, and Parler's dead and gone. And, and there was no pre-planning at all, of course. This was, this was just, it was organized on Parler, and then these rabid Trump people, they, they jumped in. You know what we found out today? You know where it was organized? It was organized on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter. That's right, people. Our system, like any rotted system, and ours is rotted, our system now only protects itself. It will never check itself. It certainly will never blame itself. And when our system makes mistakes, not only will it cover for itself, it will blame somebody totally innocent without a second thought. We had all these scumbag big tech companies, big uh, Facebook and all the others banning this and banning Trump and banning that. We won't be used. We won't be used for insurrection. Really, guys? Oh, and by the way, more breaking news and more of a reason to wake up when the system's telling you a lie after a big event. Quote, Evidence uncovered so far, including weapons and tactics seen on surveillance video, suggests a level of planning that has led investigators to believe the attack on the U.S. Capitol was not just a protest that spiraled out of control, a federal law enforcement official says. There you go. What a shock. Now, when it comes to impeachment, I don't care. And, and it's not that I don't think impeachment is a big deal. 
oh wait, that's exactly what it is. I no longer think impeachment's a big deal. And that's not my fault. You see, when you choose to throw a massive two-year hippie fit with a Russian collusion investigation, and then you move right from that hissy fit to the, to the uh, Lieutenant Colonel Vindman doesn't like a phone call he hears, and you impeach the President of the United States off of a completely normal phone call, what you've done, you haven't hurt Trump. You've told the American people impeachment is nothing but a cheap partisan political game. So now you're doing it again. I don't care. I don't care. I, I hope that I hope that I hope the Republicans impeach Joe Biden 25 times in the next four years. Why not? It doesn't mean anything now. It's just a symbol to your base that you're fighting. That's all it is. And it's going to the Senate. And Mitch McConnell was clearly not a man who just wants to deal with it anymore. I get the impression he really, really wants to move past all this. He said he's not even taking it up till the 19th. <laughs> Trump will be gone. It's over. I strongly suspect, pay attention, Mr. Producer, I strongly suspect McConnell's going to walk in there, take it up on the 19th, and say, the dude's already gone. What are we doing? Peace out. But this lady, Marjorie Marjorie Taylor Greene, she's a brand-new freshman congresswoman. She looks like she's all on board with my strategy. She came out yesterday and said, quote, on January 21st, 2021, I'll be filing articles of impeachment against Joe Biden for abuse of power. Impeach Biden, quid pro Joe Biden crime family. You can call that a cheap stunt. It no question is a cheap stunt. That's fine. However, if we don't make them live under their own rules, they will never change. I have to emphasize this point for the thousandth time. You're going to get sick of hearing me saying it. Our leftists are not different than any of the commies who have ever existed anywhere. They're never going to wake up one day and say, ah. You know, we've taken over enough. Aren't you guys? I'm happy with what we have. Are you happy? Yeah, let's rest for a while. That's not how these people think. They don't even think like that. They don't see things like that. They wake up every single day and they browse around for what they haven't taken over yet. That's how communists are. And our communists are not different than their communists. They're never going to back off until you and I and our leadership, if you want to call it that, back them off. They must be made to back off or they won't go. Now, that may make you uncomfortable, but I am right. Now, home title theft makes me uncomfortable because it ends with the eviction of innocent people. And the people who avoid getting evicted, you know what their consolation prize is? Let me tell you how it works. They hack into your home title. They forge your signature on it. They take a loan out against it. They get down to the lending institution. They, you know, clean you out. Or I should say take a loan out in your name. Then the lending institution, they're knocking on your door, right? Hey, uh, where's my money? You took a loan. Oh, you're not going to get evicted, maybe, if you spend tens of thousands of dollars on a lawyer to get it unwound and figured out. That's what it costs. Or you could just go to hometitlelock.com. Got an email from them last night. Oh, hey, heads up, we got some tampering. We locked it down right away. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code RADIO. You get 30 free days. We'll be back. America's leftists are not different than all the other communists you've always known. There, that's like three or four times I've already said that this show. You're gonna get, you're just gonna be start throwing things at the TV every time I say it. But I'm going to continue saying it until the whole world knows. They're exactly the same. You see, there's one thing, and it really hit me. I was actually reading up on the 1956 Hungarian Revolution, rebellion, I guess I should call it. It failed today. But learning about the communist system as the Soviets put that system into place after World War II and learning how rotted and failed the system was almost immediately. But what did they do? Had their own communist magazines, had their own communist radio station. Why did they do that? Why is it necessary to do that? Why does censorship come with every single communist regime? Always. It's like priority one. Why? Because it's such a rotted out, failed, disgusting ideology. If you get even a whiff of something else, they know you'll want that more. 
And what's hilarious is when I call these people communists today, and they are, don't forget about our anti-communist merchandise, by the way, on the firsttv.com slash store. But why do you think they get so mad when I call them communists? Because a lot of them, they don't even realize that's what they are. AOC, I mean, yeah, she's an idiot and she's kind of hot. She's a communist. And they don't even realize that she says things like this. She doesn't realize she's using the same words. Guys like Khrushchev probably have an exact quote that sounds exactly like this. Several members of Congress in some of my discussions have brought up uh, media literacy because that is a part of what happened here. Um, and we're going to have to figure out how we reign in our media environment so that you can't just spew disinformation and misinformation. Are you listening? I'm going to actually play that for you one more time again here in a minute because I want you to pay attention and I want you to listen to it with this in mind. It's easy to dismiss AOC because she sounds like an idiotic 16-year-old girl. That woman is powerful. She has a gigantic social media following. She'll never be censored. She's also extremely young. Nancy Pelosi was born just after Moses. She's almost gone. AOC is going to be in Congress for the next 20 or 30 years if she wants, if not the United States Senate. This is not just some moron. Don't dismiss her right now. Listen to this again and listen well. This is how these people think. Several members of Congress in some of my discussions have brought up uh, media literacy because that is a part of what happened here. Um, and we're going to have to figure out how we reign in our media environment so that you can't just spew disinformation and misinformation. Reign in the media environment. No disinformation and misinformation. Let me ask you something. How much of what you believe do you think AOC would consider to be disinformation or misinformation? Oh, yeah. One thing I do love, though, I do genuinely love it, is how the media has just conveniently forgotten how all the Democrats, all of them, during those Black Lives Matter Antifa riots were out there doing what, what would they call it? Oh, yeah, inciting violence. And I love what Louis Gohmert pulled. Here, here's Louis. Here's a quote. I just don't even know why there aren't more up, aren't uprisings all over the country, and maybe there will be. Or, sadly, the domestic enemies of our voting system and honoring our Constitution are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue with their allies in Congress of the United States. We were called enemies of the state. Those are all quotes from our speaker. Now, on our side, we didn't take those to be impeachable because we, we didn't believe she surely meant that. But by the Democrats taking this action, you're telling me, no, when we say those, we actually mean to incite violence. That's what this action is saying. We are heading down a dangerous, dangerous road if we're going to start kicking people out of office the second one of their idiot supporters does something dumb. But if we're going down that road, then we're going down it together. Impeach Nancy Pelosi, too, for all I care. We need better people in Congress on our side. How are we going to get those people? Mammoth Nation's going to help us. I know that much. They're out there finding the right candidates backing them up with the money they need to run for office. What's your role in all this? Oh, you get to save money. I'm not making that up. Yeah, you pay $19. That's your yearly membership. It's only $19. That money goes to the candidates. And then you get discounts on all the stuff you love to buy. You should see the list of places where you get discounts once you become a member of Mammoth Nation. Go. Become a member today. Don't stop fighting. It's a way for you to continue to live your life, do the things you want to do, buy the things you want to buy, while also being in the fight. Go to mammothnation.com slash jesse. That's mammothnation.com slash jesse. We'll be back.
What an embarrassment our House of Representatives is. And look, I'm not, for once, I'm not only pointing fingers at Democrats, but what an absolute embarrassment that was. They've turned impeachment into just nothing. And look, obviously, I think Republicans should continue to impeach Joe Biden. I think they should just impeach Joe Biden his entire four years, but that still doesn't mean I'm happy about that development. I think, I think the way, what they've done, the way they've gone is disgusting. I'm glad Tom McClintock agrees with me. The power of impeachment is the most solemn and consequential act that Congress can take. To use it in this manner, in the heat of the moment, with no hearings, no due process, many members phoning in their votes after a hastily called debate, exactly one week before a new president is to take office, trivializes this power to the point of caricature. Benjamin Franklin warned us that passion governs, and she never governs wisely. In our passions this week, we've set some dangerous new precedents that will haunt us for years to come. Yesterday, we redefined intemperate speech as a physical incapacity requiring removal from office. Today, we define it as a high crime and misdemeanor. Well, the moment any member of this body gives an impassioned speech and the lunatic fringe of their movement takes license from it, be prepared to answer to this new precedent that we established today. Where is he wrong? Joining me now to talk about that is a former member of that House of Representatives and current Dean of Business at Liberty University, Dave Brad. Congressman, obviously I hate Congress, um, but I don't like seeing the Capitol stormed, and I don't like seeing impeachment just being nothing. It, uh, it saddens me, frankly. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you, McClintock. I served on the budget committee with him. He's he's a sober, rational guy. Uh, he's been around for years. Uh, very good on the budget committee. Reason, discourse, facts all the time. And uh, what he said right there was spot on. And so the new precedent now is if anyone in the country uh, has a riot that gets out of hand, as it certainly did. Uh, at the Capitol, uh, then you get to Im impeach uh, the president that's uh, in any way attached to that person on, on that side of the aisle or that side of the issue, or you just make it up with impassioned rhetoric. And uh, there's no evidence being offered uh, in an impeachment uh, uh, setting in the House. The, the Senate is the, is the judge and jury. And so that's where you really present the evidence. But that, that case hasn't even been laid out. It, it's just become a partisan thing. And, of course, it has been for four years. They, uh, the FBI and the CIA were found to be complicit and corrupt uh, in, in the dossier they formed before President Trump ever took office. And so, you know, it's bottom line, it's always follow the dollars. The Marxists are correct in one thing. It's always follow the dollars. But the Marxists don't seem to understand it's the left that has all the dollars right now, and it's the left that's uh, hampering your free speech. And so hopefully the Bernie bros and the Bernie sisters wake up and uh, get on the right uh, side of that logic. Congressman, I saw the president last night gave a speech after he was impeached, and he looked, not that I blame him, he looked like a man who was out of gas. For the sixth or seventh time, he pleaded for no more violence and stuff like that. He's already done that. He didn't, he didn't look like the same Donald Trump who's been slapping around the media for the last four years. Yeah, well, that, that's right. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't know how he's withstood, right, the onslaught of the FBI going against you. Uh, just picture that one. You know, just picture you yourself taking on a corrupt FBI. Uh, then add the uh, CIA, then add the State Department. Uh, the deep state used to be, a, you know, when I was running for office, you, if you mentioned the concept, the deep state, the, the press said, you know, there's the tinfoil hat. Now it's not in question. Everyone's in agreement with it. And the left has basically acknowledged they, uh, they have uh, total power right now. Uh, from big media to big tech to the universities to uh, anything that's connected with federal spending. And they're going to use that power uh, to uh, pursue their agenda. And so when that's arrayed against you, uh, that's a lot of firepower. I've been extremely frustrated lately. Uh, well, for about the last year, especially with 
Republican weakness in the politician side and the pundit side in the face of a narrative that's going one way. You know, coronavirus comes out, Republicans are panicking just as much as everyone else in the beginning. And then they get caught with their pants down and figure out the left is abusing them. Black Lives Matter starts burning down cities. Every Republican has to prove how not racist they are. And then they look around and see America on fire. And the same thing with impeachment. That ugly thing happens at the Capitol. Every Tom, Dick, and Harry on the right who works in D.C. out there, we have to impeach him now. And now they look around and see, oh, wait, this was stupid. Why are we always a day late and a dollar short? I'm so frustrated by it. Yeah, because in, in the short run, I mean, I was uh, I was in the swamp and the, uh, the threat coming after you in the short run, when that media comes after you, Trump's got, you know, Twitter and all that kind of thing, the presidency. But even as a congressman, which is kind of shocking, uh, when the media goes after you, right? I had all the magazines, uh, the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Richmond Times Dispatch, uh, and they all use the same quote, which ought to give people a hint that something something's going on. When all the major papers use the same quote, and it uh, and they all trace it, and it, it pops one day in the Huffington Post and the left wing rags, uh, and then they test it in the next level, you know, up the up the wrong. Uh, and then uh, if it doesn't get shouted out too bad, it makes it to the New York Times. And that's how it works. And so uh, that, you know, that, that's why everyone's running scared and hiding under the rock. Uh, but you're right. Uh, we we got to get serious again somehow. But the question is, uh, the, where are the American people demanding that? At the end of the day, uh, the left will do whatever the American people want, right? When the polls move a certain way, uh, to a certain extent, they'll they'll listen. They'll snap right to attention, and so in the end, it's up to the American people. They got to snap out of this Marxist gaze uh, that they're in, uh, and and get smart. And it, it's not happening yet. It's not happening yet. And. I don't want to be a doom and gloom guy. I don't, but how can we ever expect the American people to react appropriately to anything when the entire system, all their media, all their politicians, every part of the system is aimed in one direction? When coronavirus came out like that, the entire system turned on and went all in in the panic. Same thing with Black Lives Matter. They had corporate sponsorship while they were murdering people. Same thing with the, the insurrection. We have all the business world jumping in on it. The whole system tells them one thing. How can we possibly expect everyone to wake up yep well in, in the end right i mean monopoly collapse under their own weight the corruption uh you know power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely and now the left has absolute power and so their elites and the billionaires are smart enough to know that right they don't want the attention coming to them and so they're deplatforming Trump. They want to keep talking about Trump. They want to have an impeachment that goes on after uh, the end of his presidency uh, to keep the conversation there where they can just keep lobbing it on. Because uh, when they start doing their immigration deal uh, and we have to pay the bill and then they do their green deal and you got and the American people have to pay the bill and then they get rid of the police uh, and you see what the effect that looks like in your area and you're boarded up again and your small businesses go bankrupt. Uh, that is what will end it, right? Uh, un- unfortunately, we're, we're such a rich nation. We're so blessed that the pain has not hit. Most people still have their cup of coffee in the morning, go to work, have their automobile, the utilities work, uh, the kids are in college. Uh, until, until it hits you, personally, people don't get it. And so the suburbs, the left, the moderates in the middle, they think uh, this is just over there. Uh, it's on uh, it's on the right. It's a little thing. It's not a little thing. When uh, Merkel, uh, Angela Merkel, the prime minister of Germany, who knows about the Nationalist Socialist Party, right, the National Socialist Party, which was a fascist party under Hitler, uh, when she's lecturing Twitter about overreach, right, uh, when the Germans are lecturing you and your media about overreach of power and that this is not good, uh, it, the warning shot, it's not a warning shot anymore, right? This is your First Amendment. It's the First Amendment. It is your basic freedom that's related to the working of your brain. Your brain fires and then you speak the word. The word in the Bible, pretty significant term. The word is being limited uh, by the government. That's a scary day. Yeah. 
It is scary times. Congressman, we look forward to you guiding us through all of it. Thank you, sir. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Jesse. All right. Well, I can tell the anxiety is probably rising a little bit. That's why I talked to you in the beginning of the show about taking this every now and then and putting it down. And look, there are natural solutions to these things. You're laying awake at night, you can't sleep. Like I said, anxiety, joint pain. You don't have to reach for the pill bottle, you know. Natural medicines and holistic healing approaches, they're the known things. That's the, I choose CBD. I, I've told you before, I choose CBD. It works for me. And doctors trusted CBD. They've been doing natural medicine for almost two decades, and they went out and found the best products, and that's what they sell on their website. That's why they teamed up with people like Be Best Organics. Be Best Organics tests every batch. I've never even heard of that before. You always get good quality. Go to doctorstrustedcbd.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE for 5% off and a free lip balm. We'll be back. You've seen a lot of things on this show. You've seen me talk about a lot of things, support a lot of people, bash on a lot of other people, talk about history. You've seen me talk about politics, sports, everything else. But one thing you've never seen me do is support the ACLU. ACLU came out with a statement about Trump's censorship. Quote, we understand the desire to permanently suspend him now, but it should concern everyone when companies like Facebook and Twitter wield the unchecked power to remove people from platforms that have become indispensable for the speech of billions, especially when political realities make those decisions easier. President Trump can turn to his press team or Fox News to communicate with the public, but others, like the many black, brown, and LGBTQ activists who've been censored by social media companies, will not have that luxury to talk about that and I'm sure some other things, the great Bruce Lavelle. First of all, Bruce, we have to address something here. Somebody tells me they call you the hammer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I keep hammering away. Thanks for having me, man. I Listen, I'm in the fight uh, unconditional. I just keep going, brother. You know, <laughs> I keep hammering it away. So I'm not afraid. And all right. I don't well, look. And I stay very consistent. It's a, look, it fits you well, and I'm glad you are that way. We need people like you leading out there right now. In all seriousness, the ACLU, I, I'm agreeing with the ACLU. What is happening in this world? Well, you know, there's an old saying, don't cut your nose off and spite your face, Jesse. And, you know, it, it was okay as long as, it, you know, all the cancel culture and all the things that were benefiting them. But then all of a sudden, like, wait a minute, this could happen to us. And listen, I have a lot of conversations with my Democrat friends, yes, ladies and gentlemen, I have friends all across the aisle. It's important to have conversations, no matter what you agree or disagree. That's the heritage of my civil rights background, my mom and dad and everything in the South that supports that. But, you know, this has gone too far, and even they're seeing it. And listen, let me tell you something about it in light of, of what's going on. We're going to see, and this is only the beginning, Jesse. Watch this. We're going to see <laughs> more folks that were probably on this very little, you know, liberal left, they're actually going to come forward and be uh, a political uh, component to like, hey, wait a minute, we support this too. And the people we least expected the ones are going to come forward probably is like, wait a minute, time out, we need to rethink this. This is actually, you know, not really cool for any of us. So uh, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's gone too far. And I think some, some people, some that are kind of waking up and saying, you know what, this is bad for everyone and all Americans. Hold on, pause. We can come back to censorship in a moment. I've had you on my show like a half dozen times. We've never talked about your parents and the civil rights. You got yep. Now you have to elaborate, Bruce, please. Yeah, well, you know, my uncle and my dad, they marched with uh, Dr. King here in the South, here in Atlanta. Gosh, and that's so cool. It's interesting as it relates to this particular cancel culture that's going on. You know, it's interesting. I, I, matter of fact, I was just talking about this morning, you know, some of the old black and white photos and watching my uncle when they were you know, during the march and the Montgomery bus boycott. Watch this, Jesse. Remember the Montgomery bus boycott where uh, was part of, I say it's the first Uber in the carpooling, how about this, newsflash, was because black Americans, brown Americans, had to ride the back of the bus, go in the back of the stores, certain water fountains. So they said, you know what? If we can't ride in the front of the bus or the middle of the bus like normal patrons, then we won't patronize you. Now watch this where I'm going with this. 
So what do they do? They abstain from riding the bus. What happened? Within 90 days, the bus was on the verge of going bankrupt. They said, oh, wait a minute now. Let's rethink this. And this is what I've been tweeting all along. And I've been saying, I'm a 28-year business owner here in Atlanta, very successful, I might add. Thank you. I've got a great wife. Is the fact that when, when something is not kosher and you don't like to, you know, that you're part or doing business with a business, two things you can do. You don't have to give them any more money. And I'm a, I just believe in the American free enterprise. Go open up your own business and create something better, like some of the news shows out there. Now we have the Jesse Kelly show. And, and that's part of like, well, wait a minute, I can do that. And that's what that's where your vision came from, Jesse. And many more people, and I'm using this as a, as, a, as a contrast to let the people know that, listen, you can get mad at tech and you can get mad at Facebook. You can not give them money, you have to buy them ads. And when you see what's going on in the stock and the bottom line, you get it, you gotta get them with a pocket. That's where you get people's attention. So this is where I'm seeing the optimism in the future with all the cancel culture. You saw the ACLU, what they made their comment. Many more are gonna come up like, wait a minute, time out. This is hurting uh, all of us. So hopefully we'll get some good common sense on the table about what this cancel culture is, what it's doing. Yeah, look, I, look. part of me agrees and part of me disagrees. I, I, I agree it's going to hurt them. It's going to hurt their bottom line because social media is a blank cam canvas. They don't produce anything. You provide the content. The president provides the yep. content. I provide the content. <laughs> but at the same time, these are many of these people are dyed-in-the-wool communists. They just are. And communists don't necessarily care about the bottom line as much as they care about control. That's what I'm worried about, Bruce. I'm worried about corporations who will have meetings about Jesse. corporate social Still responsibility. Still got to pay the bills. Still got to pay the bills. So, you know, listen, they, look, it, they're, they're, you can only bleed so much until you finally get to some common sense and say, wait a minute, uh, maybe we need to rethink this. So... You know, I still think there's going to be a light at this. And here's the other thing, too. Great country. You know, you're an ex-Marine. Well, I say lifetime Marine, because once, once you're a Marine, you're always a Marine. My dad was a sergeant major, many family members in the military. Is that, that at the end of the day, that's why we have this great court system. You saw the litigation with Parler, what's going on right now. That's a no-brainer. I have legal scholars and lawyers and judges in my family that could just look at that and say, oh, no, I know where this is headed. So, you know, I feel that I know the antitrust, the, the great court systems, because remember now, Jesse, remember, remember, now all the viewers, remember how many judges the president appointed in the lower courts, and look what he did in the Supreme Court. So thank God we've got some good common sense judges. They're going to start reviewing and looking at these cases, and it's not so much that they're going to side with the conservatives. We just want somebody to side that's going to do the right thing, Jesse. That's all we're asking. So in light of that, there's going to be some some pet settlements and some payouts. <laughs> Not to mention, um, I'm really optimistic that this antitrust uh, lawsuit that Parler put into them, that's going to rule because that's unfair. So um, this is this is where we're going to head with this in terms of, listen, if you're a, law, a lawyer in law, my daughter's in second year law school, this is, I, stay tuned, the lawyers are going to be very busy the next six months, I promise you. <laughs> Bruce, you're an Atlanta guy. What happened to the state of Georgia? I, I, I mean, it, Georgia is just in Republican minds. Look, in my mind, I think about the Deep South, and that's, look, that's our base. We're, yeah. we're, we're good there. We're, we're going to be fine but, in the Deep South. Maybe Florida could go either way, but we're I, fine. I and then all of a sudden, Georgia has Senator two Perdue. commies. I, I assume you're referring to Senator Perdue and Senator Loeffler, correct? Is that, correct. I, is that where we're going here? <laughs> Correct. I, listen, I, I, I talked about this, but I'm also a former chairman here of the GOP uh, 10 years, 11 years ago, one of the largest counties in the country. It's kind of my wheelhouse here. Jesse, let me, let me tell you, real talk for all the viewers, this is, this is one of the major reasons why we lost those Senate seats. You know, when, when we started the diversity coalition for President Trump in 2015, President Trump had the largest diversity coalition in the history of a Republican president. We delivered 9% African-American votes. We were 28% Latino votes. What happened in this election cycle, Jesse? 14% African-American vote. Highest black voter turnout in the nation's history since 1960 in Lincoln. 41% Latino vote. 30% Jewish American. Double digits in Asian Americans, etc. Where I'm going with this, Brother Jesse, watch this. For all the viewers, why we lost this. Senator Perdue and Senator Loeffler did not have the same infrastructure 
Maybe they didn't take it serious because remember, there's 38, 39% black folk in Georgia. So you got to go in there and make the ask. What did the president say? He said it to the world. What the heck do you have to lose? Look at your roads. Look at your schools. Look at uh, your community. That's real strong talk. But guess what? Opportunity zones, platinum plan, a proactive solution. Unfortunately, there was a little void there, Brother Jesse. They didn't have that, and, and, and yours truly on camera, and I'm putting, every, I'm putting it out here on blast on your show. It's the first time I talked about it like this, was that there wasn't an aggressive enough infrastructure on coalitions. Remember, President Trump had black coalitions for Trump, Hispanic coalitions for Trump. But he, had every, he checked every box you know, to get out there, and we put real ad buys, Jesse, on black radio stations and publications, and like, hey, let me let me tell you why you should vote for me. Let me tell you what we were doing with the president's votes in terms of supporting opportunity zones, prison reform, which is very dear in black community as it relates to the Clinton crime bill, which Joe, Sleepy Joe wrote in 1994. So the, there, there was a void there, and I'm sorry, it wasn't aggressive enough, and look what happened. Did they, reach, did they reach out to you, Bruce? Bruce, did either campaign reach out to you for help? I, I reached out to them and said, listen, I'm, I'm experienced from a national level, and I know it works for the party chairman, as well as understanding cultural diversity. Remember, my, my title is National Diversity Coalition for Trump, Executive Director. Me and Pastor Darrell built, built that whole infrastructure for the president. But we understand we've been all over the country. We break bread with our Muslims and our Jews and our all types of people, Asia, you, you name it, man. We, we were there. We went and captured every one of those cultures. We came in a tent and said, let's get behind the president's initiatives. That's why he has record-breaking number turnouts in the uh, Latino, Hispanic, you know, Hispanic community, Black American, Jewish American, Asian American, Native American, Jesse. Are you kidding me? We never get that vote. So there's a reason for that. And I said, listen, the plans here, all you got to do is you got to put money, some budget with it, but you got to get on those shows. You got to do like me, because a lot of people didn't see me for like two or three years, because I spent two years on CNN, MSNBC, in the shark tank, fighting for like that, that, mes that message that the president had in that audience. It was tough. You had to bring your knife to the game, but that's where you needed to go. You got to go in there and make the sale. You got to ask. That's one of the major reasons why we didn't prevail. First time I said this on Jesse Kelly. Bruce. Real talk, brother. I love you, buddy. Bruce Lavelle, you're the best, man. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Jesse. We shall return. Hang on. I have some outstanding news out there. This new Congress, Nancy Pelosi is still in charge. They are going to focus on the issues that matter to you and the issues that matter to me. Nancy Pelosi came out right away, and she has actually banned these terms from the House. Clause 8C3 of Rule XX123, I'm assuming that's 23, but I went to community college, I don't know. Terms such as father, mother, son, daughter, brother, sister, uncle, aunt, first cousin, nephew, niece, husband, wife, father-in-law, mother-in-law, son-in-law, daughter-in-law, brother-in-law, sister-in-law, stepfather, stepmother, stepson, stepdaughter, stepbrother, stepsister, half-brother, half-sister, grandson or granddaughter are removed. Thank goodness those words have been plaguing us for years. And you know what? We're not going to tolerate people like this who use those words. This is not theoretical. And this is not motivated by partisanship. I stand before you today as an officer of the Constitution, a speaker of the House of Representatives. I stand before you as a wife, a mother, a grandmother, a daughter. A daughter whose father proudly served in this Congress. Thomas Del Sandro Jr. from Maryland, one of the first Italian Americans to serve in the Congress. I'll see you tomorrow. Your holster is way more important than you think it is. It's just way more important than you think it is. What, look, and I get that. The holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms, right? 
You want to talk about your weapon and your ammunition. You want to talk about your safety training. You want to talk about how you did at the range. Oh, look at my groups. I was doing these failure drills today. And all that stuff's really important. I mean, really, really important. I'm not discounting that. But I've known so many people who do all those things. They take all the necessary steps, and then they carry with a holster they bought from a big box hunting store that was made a 1,000 at a time. Please, don't put your life in one of those holsters. You need to trust Northwest Retention Systems because it's all custom-made gear. It's the only thing I carry around. NWRetention.com. That's NWRetention.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get you 10% off. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.